Welcome to the Far Above Rubies podcast from the Calvary Chapel Lubbock Women's Ministry. We pray you are built up and encouraged as you listen to this teaching from God's Word. All right, so Colossians chapter 3. I also want you to take a quick look as well, or put your finger or something, a pen, in uh, Ephesians chapter 4. So we're Colossians 3. We're going to be looking at... uh, we're going to be looking at 10 and 11. I needed all kinds of stuff up here tonight. Goodness. Okay. So um, as you get there, I just wanted to ask, so how many of you remember those, the old um, extreme makeover shows? Remember those, those reality shows where like somebody would get nominated Usually it was a family member or a friend that said, you know, this person, they really need an extreme makeover. They've been wearing the same clothes for a long time. They've had the same hairdo for decades. Maybe they, you know, needed teeth, you know, dental work. And remember, remember those where, you know, you would, they would just do everything. I mean, they would go in and they would have um, plastic surgeons just like, you know, tuck and, and fix and take out and add to and all that, every single thing. And they would do, they would have, um, they would have trainers actually go in and teach them how to work out. They would, they would do all, remember it would be like a hundred and eighty degree, or that's, no, it's a 360 degree change on, on everything. Remember, um, close everything. So, what, what, I, what I used to think was funny was, you know, this person was getting thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars of medical work, and then they would also get their, you know, their wardrobe. They would have a new wardrobe, and a lot of times they were reluctant. Remember, they'd be like, oh, I don't know, oh, I don't know, you know, and they were like really reluctant for that change and um, because they had been like that for so long, and so I just was remembering that show as I was as I was working on this study. And today we're going to look at Colossians chapter three. Um, we're looking at putting on the new man. But before we do, let's go ahead and take a look at what we have looked at so far, what we've learned so far. So um, let's just go ahead and read. We're going to read chapter three, verses one through four. It says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So, if then you were raised with Christ, if then, if you were raised with Christ, if then, since you were raised with Christ, search for those things, seek out those things which are above, think about the godly things, don't be, don't be so uh, concerned and overwhelmed with the things, with the things of earth. And we've been talking about how does a Christian woman do that? How does a Christian woman think on things above? How does a, a Christian woman search out and seek out the things of the Lord or the things of, of, that has eternal significance? And um, one, of the, one of the ways is to be in God's word. Be in God's word. Be in God's word. Be in God's word. Read the Bible. Listen to it. Um, podcasts, Bible studies, church. Be in God's word. 
So that is one way. The, another way is to take every thought captive. So when your brain starts going, and how many of you have had that? Since I t- shared my story about like the ping pong ball, like your, your thoughts, you're, you're thinking and you're praying and you're going, I'm going to, you know, maybe get up in the morning and you're going, I'm going to set my mind on things above today. And then life happens. Something happens. And all of a sudden that ping pong ball is going in your brain and just bing, bing, bing. And your, your thoughts are everywhere but on things above. That's when you pull it back in. Remember, take, take that thought captive. Um, another way is to surround yourself with believers. Surround yourself with, with people that love the Lord, um, with other people that are seeking God, so that when life happens, because life happens, things happen, um, we're able to have that friend, that sister, um, to say, look, you know, God, focus on the Lord. Get in the word. Remind us that God is good. Um, another way is to, to get our eyes out of social media. That is just a, the, one of the things that just gets us so caught up with the things of the world, how our, our house should look, our family should look, our kids should look, you know, we should look, all those kind of things. And, and it just gets you totally um, off, the, off the things of the Lord. And, um, and the last is to worship. Not necessarily in that order, but worship. Have worship music playing wherever you are. It's so easy now. You can... You know, you can put on your phone. Everybody's got their phone with them all the time. You know, listen to worship music. A lot of the worship music has scripture in it, which is, which is really neat. So um, the cares of the world, they're always before us, aren't they? The, you know, you've got, as women, we have, we have responsibilities. We wear a lot of different hats, and they're always, always before us. Um, and... Since, because, therefore, it says here in in Colossians, because you have been raised with Christ, you are a new creation. The old has died. The old has died. You are a new, you have a new nature in Christ. You have a new identity. Galatians uh, chapter 2 verse 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, the, the thing that always comes to mind when I hear or when I read a scripture like that, how Jesus Christ loved me and gave himself for me. I just remember when we went to, when we went to Israel and we went to, you know, when we first start, when we first got there, we were in Tel Aviv and we went to places that, you know, we went to like where, where Paul was in prison. We went to Simon the Tanner's house. But when we were in Jerusalem and a lot of places we were in Capernaum that we went to where Jesus was, the, the one thing that just is always when I read this scripture is when we went to the praetorium where, where Jesus was beaten by the Roman soldiers and the 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 ground or the floor it's it's stones and it's still those same stones when they excavated everything it's you know the blood's not isn't there anymore but that was the very place where jesus and the and it says right here in galatians he did that willingly he gave himself for me and i just remember you know if you've seen the passion of the christ You've, you've seen that, that scene where, where the soldiers are beating Jesus and his blood is just all, all over that floor. And, you know, that was Hollywood. You know, that was Mel Gibson. The, 
the reality is it was it was worse it was it was horrible and he gave himself he gave himself for you jesus loves you jesus loves you he took a beating so that you are no longer a slave to sin let that sink in he took a beating his blood was all over that floor he went to the cross and he did it willingly romans 6 6 says for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin in other words jesus took that beating to give us an extreme makeover it's from the inside out the show the extreme makeover show they did it was all outward right it was the nose jobs the dental work the tummy tucks the lipo the hairdos the 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 um, outfits, uh, you know, it was all that. But Jesus, Jesus went to the cross so that we can have that extreme makeover from the inside out. Colossians 3, 8 and 9 says, but now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie one to another since you have put off the old man. So once we come to the Lord, you have a new identity. We put off, we put all these off. We put off the anger. We put off the wrath. Um, we put all that off and we put on the new man. So this is where we're going to, we're just going to kind of settle in tonight. It's We're going to just start in, in verse 9 and go on to verse 11 of Colossians. It says, do not lie one to another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, nor free, but Christ is all and in all. So now listen to it in the New Living Translation. I really like it in the New, New Living Translation. It says, don't lie to each other. For you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you're Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters. And he lives in all of us. Remember, um, Paul is writing to the believers here. Remember, at the time that Paul was writing, uh, Greek philosophy had crept into the church. And remember, there was a lot of, um, a lot of beliefs that, of the Greek philosophy, basically worldly, worldly thinking that the, believers were, that the believers are practicing. And so Paul is reminding, is reminding us here, don't think like the world. Don't think like the world. Also, remember, at this time, there were some cultural differences. So um, remember, at that time, um, Jews, because of their, they were just, they, they were, they, they thought they were better than the Gentiles. They, um, they thought that they, you know, they, even Paul was said, I'm a Pharisee. I, I keep all the laws. I do, and I don't do. I'm, I'm better and um, so that was part of the culture. And then remember also in the culture, men are respected more um, and, and regarded higher than women. So 
um, he's saying here, um, Paul is saying here, don't, he says, put on your new nature. He says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. And this new life, it doesn't matter if you're Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. So there's three, there's three points that I want you to keep in mind as we go on. So number one, in this new nature, um, in this new nature, so going up, back on to the, to the new nature. So um, he says you have stripped off your old sinful nature, right? So you've stripped it off. And again, as I'm, as I'm going through this and I'm thinking about it, I was thinking about how that works because it's the same phrase as, as uh, taking off old clothes and putting on new ones. So last Saturday, last Saturday morning, I got up early and I went for a run and I came home, cleaned the garage, did some yard work, did some housework. And um, it was it was hot, you know, pretty dirty. It was dirty stuff. It was hot outside. And so um, so after hours of doing all this, I I stripped off my sweaty, dirty clothes and I took a shower. So I, you know, washed my hair. I used my pretty smelling um, body wash and everything. And so I was clean. I was, you know, my hair was clean. Everything was clean, smelled good. And I got out of the shower and I put on those same clothes that I had just taken off. I really didn't do that. No, really. Who would do that? Nobody would do that, right? You're not going to do that. You're not going to get clean and then put on your new, your, put on those same clothes, right? No, we're, we're not going to do that. So let's go back, let's go to verse 10, where it says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. So this is in the New Living Trans- Translation again, that I was reading that. Um, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So it's a process. It says here in 2 Corinthians that um, you're being transformed, not that you have been. It's being transformed, so it's a process. And remember last week we we talked about that, that it's a process. There's not a formula. I wish there was. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a doer, and I like to put, punch things in, and I wish that there was a formula that I could give you that it's, you know, you, you do Y times 365 plus Z times 365, and there you go. You're all done. But it's not that. It's, it's a process. As we keep searching, keep seeking, Keep our minds set on the things above. It's God that changes us. It's God that transforms us. And we've been given a new life, a new identity. We've been given that. Each one of us that's, that, that are believers have been given that. So let's go real quick to our Bibles. Let's look in the Word. And let's see what a new life looks like. So we're going to look in Acts chapter 9. Now remember, Paul is writing here. Paul wrote... Um, Colossians, and in Acts chapter 9, we're not going to read all of it. We're going to kind of skip around, but Acts chapter 9, 
um, starting in verse 1. Is everybody there? Yeah, okay. Acts chapter 9, starting in verse 1, says, Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priests, to the synagogues of, and to the synagogue, hold on, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogue of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. So then let's go ahead and skip down to verse 21 or skip over. Then all who heard were amazed and said, is this not he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem? So remember, he was on his way to Damascus. He had, he basically was knocked off his high horse, remember? And um, he had a face-to-face encounter with Jesus. And remember, he went and he said, and he asked Jesus, who are you, Lord? Remember? So, and so then here in verse 21, it says, then all who heard were amazed and said, is this not he who destroyed those who called on, the, on this name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose so that he might bring them bound to the chief priests. But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that Jesus is the Christ. So in our lives, just like in Paul's life, we've been given a new life. We, when the Lord puts off the old and puts on the new, it proves that Jesus is Lord because you can't fake that. You can only do that for so long, right? Have you ever, have you ever met somebody, a, a believer, or maybe it's you that is just, you look at that old person before the Lord and it's just like, no way, no way could, could a change like this happen without the Lord. <clears throat> it proves that Jesus is Christ. And if you become a Christian and you're still wearing those old clothes, you're still you're still in that. You, you become clean. You've been washed because you've accepted Jesus as your Savior. But you keep putting on those old sweaty clothes. You keep putting those things on. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask God to help you. What did we learn on Sunday? Remember in, in John chapter 14, we learned Jesus said, you know, he was telling, he was telling his disciples, don't worry. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send you a helper. He, and who is that? It's the Holy Spirit. The Lord, the, Jesus says, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit to help you. And, you know, if you're, if you're having trouble with any of these things that we've, that we've looked at that, that the Lord says to put off, ask, ask the Holy Spirit. That's what he's here for. Ask him. He'll help you. He'll help you to do it. And then so the third thing that he tells us in, um, and this is in Colossians, back in Colossians uh, chapter, or Verse 11, it says, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from. All that matters is Jesus, right? He was saying, um, it doesn't matter if you're Jewish. It doesn't matter if you're Jew or if you're Gentile. Remember, he says that. So in other words, in God's economy, nobody's better than anybody else. But again, with our worldly thinking and, and the world creeps into our, our thinking in the church, um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your race is. It doesn't matter your education. It doesn't matter um, where you were born. It doesn't matter your family. It doesn't matter if you work at 7-Eleven or you're a doctor, if you have a, a penny in your pocket, or if you have a million dollars. It doesn't matter. All that matters is Jesus. And it says here, 
um, to stop that. Stop that thinking. Put that off. Put, put off that thinking. You are not better than anybody else. Nobody is better than anybody else. It says, um, put off the thinking like the world. And because our old nature has been transformed, because our old tra- nature has been transformed by the blood of Jesus into something beautiful, Jesus paid a high price. We didn't have to do it. Um, and he, he paid that price. And we're to put off the wicked old self. We're to put off those things, the anger and the wrath and the, and the malice and the um, disrespect of the things that are holy, the things of the Lord. We're to, we're to not think of yourself as better than anybody else. We're not, we're not to do that. You're clean now. You are a new nature. So I asked you to um, put your finger or put a place mark in Ephesians chapter 4. And we're going to go to Ephesians 4, verses 21 through 24. So this is where, um, again, it's, it's talking about the new man and about putting off, putting off the sinful nature. But um, talking about the, uh, the new man, it says, If indeed you have heard him. And have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness. Put on the new man according to God. In true righteousness and holiness. And next, next week we're going to look at, at the elect of God. And we're going to see how, how God sees us now. Now that we're believers. And so um, it, says, it says here in Ephesians. According, um, uh, to put on the new man which was created according to God. In true righteousness and holiness. And again I would just encourage you to. If to ask God to do it because remember it's God that does the changing it's God that does the work it's all you need to do is be willing and you know what is the the to me just the strangest at the same time neatest thing is that even when I'm not willing the Lord is doing it the Lord is doing it in me and the Lord is doing it in you I've seen I've seen him do it I've seen him do it so next week we're going to look at the elect of God how God sees us, it says that he sees us holy and he sees us blameless and he sees us set apart and that we're to live that way. So, Father, thank you, God, for your word. We thank you that you, that you don't see um, the way we see. You don't look at, at us the way the world does, Lord, but you see us um, by what Jesus did for us on the cross lord and i thank you so much for that lord we thank you that your that your word is our teacher lord that you didn't leave us that you didn't leave us orphans that you let that you left us um, with the holy spirit and so lord i just ask that by the power of your holy spirit that you would do that um, transformation in each one of our lives lord that you would be you would use your your um, supernatural scalpel to cut out those things 
that um, need to be cut out and that you would patch up and put on the new. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Far Above Rubies podcast. We pray this message has encouraged you in your walk with Jesus. If you are in the Lubbock area, we invite you to join us in person Thursdays from 7 to 8 p.m. during our spring and fall sessions. For more information, you can visit our Facebook page or give us a call at the church. That number is 806-799-2227. Again, thank you for listening. May God richly bless you.